It truly can be a dark world. It's a whole nother world. Like you're on a whole nother side of the fence. You're at ground zero. You have to totally submit to the fact that you have no pride anymore. And once you do that, you'll start becoming a chameleon and learn how to survive in the homeless lifestyle. You know, like being homeless is like one of them things where you have to, you have to strengthen yourself because if you're not, you will give up. I have those days where I get really fucked up and say, fuck it, I don't care. They'll ignore you, they'll hit you with their shoulder or with their stuff, walk through here, and you know, they will on the phone, boom, boom. That's the worst thing that pissed me off, but people ignore me completely. In March this year, studies reported that there were over 60,000 people living in homeless shelters in New York City, almost 25,000 of which were children. Every day, we walk past these people on the streets and sit with them on subway cars. Sometimes they ask for money, and other times they say nothing. But how often do we actually hear their stories? Do we really know who these people are? Or have they become invisible to us? The names of the people you're hearing have been changed. I was homeless in Boston, and me coming here has been real hard for me. This is Gregory. He has two kids who were taken away from their mother's care by the state. Now he struggles to get on his feet so that they could be reunited. Being on the streets in New York is 10 times harder. Physically, you know, it's, it's, it's tiring. But mentally, like, I'm used to it, but it's still, like, depressing. But I'm stressed out, but I'm, like, holding on. But holding on isn't always easy. There is a lot of pressure within substance use within a homeless community. Most of the time, it's not because of other people pressuring you. It's your own mind pressuring yourself to want to use, to want to, like, numb your mind from being homeless, from being looked at as a homeless person, from being judged, from being treated a certain way, or like when you ask somebody, excuse me, where's the nearest subway? They probably expect it to be a follow-up question. Can you spare change behind that? So they're just like, I don't know, and they keep walking. Like, it's embarrassing. I'm not used to being ignored because I'm not used to being homeless. It hurts. It really hurts. In the blink of an eye, I'm 31 years old, and I became homeless when I was 31 years old. That part hurt me the most because it took this long in my life to become homeless. Before then, I was working 60 hours a week at a bagel factory called East End Bagels. The company actually went bankrupt. Gregory did not expect to be homeless. And even though he's been doing better, he still needs help because he knows how quickly things can change. Things went up a lot for me since I've been in Boston, since I've been in New York. It's a lot more money to survive. Most homeless people only can afford a room. If you can't collaborate with the next man who's homeless or less fortunate, you know, you're in a position where you might have to stay homeless for a while just to save your money. It's, it's traumatizing. And when I finally get, a, I get out of this hole, I'm gonna make sure I remember where I came from because I know I can go right back there. He introduced us to his friend, Harold. And he's, he's a good dude and he's very intelligent. And he's humble. Oh, come on, serious. What do you want to talk about? The 40 million records sold, the blockbuster hits. I know. I don't know. I'm a shining <laughs> star. I know they can't get enough of me. And he loves the clean. Gregory relies on Harold to help him focus on the positive. 
I really don't consider myself homeless. I never really considered myself homeless because I always been a survivor. You know, I always been a go getter. You know, um, every day um, I walk the streets of New York City and there's a su substantial amount of homeless people that's living on the streets. I mean, literally living on the streets. You know, my situation came about um long term relationship and I just split. You know, um. But there's always somebody in a, a way worse situation than what I am, um, you know, so there, um, to say that, you know, I say this, you know, there is help, you know, whatever your situation is, whatever your predicament is, you don't have to be in it. You know, there's, uh, you know, several resources, mental health, um, um, domestic violence, um, where I'm residing at now and the people that's helping me, where I'm at right now as I'm speaking, they make us feel warm and welcome and at home, you know, how it should be. He described to us how the homeless community acts like a team. I would compare it to, a, let's say, a, definitely not the Yankees. Everybody on the Yankees is rich. The guys, you know, they, they just focused on doing what they got to do. Everybody have the same goal, you know, that they're trying to accomplish and achieve, and everybody is focused. And let me say this to the good folks of New York City. 90% of the homeless people that you see on the street, the drunks, the winos, that's sitting in line and landing their own piss and vomit and feces, they was somebody at one point in time and life. Don't know what happened, don't know what the situation was that made them completely gave up or whatever, but they was once, and everybody's somebody. You know, everybody, I mean, even a dog in the street is, is, is somebody. It's easy to forget that simple fact Everybody is somebody. You never know who the people you pass by on the street really are. They could be parents, former factory workers, or like Gregory, a singer. It's like I never been here before. And look at you now. I don't want to wake you and tell you I feel something more. Suddenly, I wonder if I told you what I'm feeling inside. From WNSR, this is Christina Mzumdar.